Rob Nazir joins us in the studio now with a little history on why blackface, paint that some people say they use for innocent fun, can be hurtful. Yeah, there's nothing innocent or fun about it, Candace. It's just plain dumb, so don't do it. It's a racist showbiz practice that was predominantly used by non-black performers. Now, these are some of the pictures you see here of blackface that came from CBS Sunday Morning's report. Now, blackface has a long, complex history in our culture. It was once considered a popular form of entertainment in the 19th century, but now it's very controversial. According to the National Museum of African American History and Culture, white performers mock slaves by painting their faces with black polish, grease, and cork. They wore raggedy clothing, and they distorted their looks, language, dance, and character to depict blacks as lazy, ignorant, cowardly, and hypersexual. For many people today, blackface represents the deeply ingrained hurtful stereotypes against black people that still, more than 200 years later, exist in our society. Any form of history that gets suppressed or repressed or erased out, it comes back to haunt. What has to happen now is a discussion, an acknowledgement of this charged, complicated, painful history. The National Museum of African American History and Culture also explains that the comedic performances of blackness by whites in exaggerated costumes and makeup is essentially racial stereotyping at its core. Good afternoon and welcome to another. Okay, I hear an echo. All right. Good afternoon and welcome to another uh, <laughs> podcast version of Black versus the Board of Education. My name is Miss Laureen, and I am so excited to be with you all this week. But listen, before we get into jumping into recapping what our week was last week, why don't we go through and uh, do just a short round of introductions? I'll go ahead and start with Lex. Hi guys, my name is Lex. I'm 17 years old and I'm a senior in high school and I'm glad to be back with you guys again. Melissa, say hello to your people. Hi everyone, my name is Melissa. I'm a 14-year-old freshman and I'm excited to be here. Do me a favor, pull that microphone closer to your mouth so they can hear your beautiful voice because you know what you have to say is just so important. Uh, <laughs> Mariah, go ahead and say hello. Hey guys, I'm Mariah, 16 year old junior and I'm excited for today's conversation. Perfect, and rounding out the uh, crew this week uh, is none other than Miss Janice. Janice, go ahead and turn your, your phone or your device landscape um, because yeah, we wanna see all of you. There you go, hey. Go ahead and say hello. <laughs> Did I make you freeze by asking you to do that? <laughs> there you go. Now unmute yourself and say hello. <laughs> okay, maybe she got stuck, but that's all right. We're gonna keep it moving because we know how technology is, um, but we're glad to have Janice back in the building one more time because we have a lot to talk about. So last week, uh, Jada, if you can start to share screen. So we're going to recap some stories um, before we get to the blackface portion of our conversation. Um, last week, we had an opportunity to talk with uh, the, the um, administrator over in Osceola School District. And um, Lex, you had a chance to sit in um, on that conversation. Can you kind of recap for us what you thought about it? It was... <laughs> So to say, an interesting conversation, I want to say that we went into this meeting, you know, with the intention of getting some good things out of it. The lady who was there with us, she had a very, she already had an opinion of, of us in mind. That's all I'm going to say. That's the nicest way to say it possible. Um, she explained Miss Lorene as contentious, um, which I had to look up because they're throwing big <laughs> words out there at us, which I thought was very, very interesting. Um, but it does mean to provoke an argument. Like you are the type of person to 
provoke an argument, which is what she was calling Miss Lorene, which I thought was very interesting because Miss Lorene was very calm, very cool, down to the point. She had her facts, she had everything, she was organized. And this lady's like, why are you coming at me some type of way? And we're like, she's not coming at you any type of way. She's being professional. She's doing this, this, and this. And well, let me let me just say it like this. I don't do this, this, and this. What I did was I did my research before I came to the meeting. And so when we right. see videos like this, it's incumbent upon us to do research on the district, right? So that was the fabulous superintendent, Dr. Pace, who decided to uh, refer to me as contentious because she did not like the questions that she was getting. Um, understand that when you go in and, and you're meeting with folks, it is important to have all the information, right? So they sent me, I when we wrote the letter, we requested certain documents. They sent me things from 1997. My question was, has this documented, has this document been revised since 1997? I said, and to provide you context, I graduated high school in 1997. So I am super grown and I want to know if your policies have been looked at since then, um, to which she said, well, I sent you everything I had. And I'm like, so that's a no. And so in, in questioning why they allowed this young lady um, to be manhandled on the campus. Um, we were met with, uh, what do you say? Um, the willful, the wanton disregard um, for anybody. As soon as I said, I'm calling on behalf of black students, she, she got immediately pissed. So I like that because they know from, from the gate, this is what we're doing. And so um, they will be receiving a follow-up from us, but I need you to understand that when you see things that are wrong, wrong it's incumbent upon you to speak up. Um, the next story that, that made news headlines this week, uh, the young man wore a t-shirt to school that said Black King and his teacher put him on blast in front of the classroom, right? And she called his shirt racist. What do y'all think about that? What do you think? Melissa, <laughs> I saw you smirk. <laughs> um, can you guys hear me? Yeah, you're of good. Course. Okay. Um, that's not racist. I don't understand how she thinks that's racist. That's He's just acknowledging the royalty that's in his blood, and he's being proud of who he is as a Black student. If a white kid wore a shirt to school that said White King, would the teacher have said something? Well, she thought that he, she said that he would have a problem if he, if somebody did wear white king and she said that there should be a white history month and then had proceeded to have his classmates um, kind of jump into the conversation. So now we're dealing with teacher targeting, right? Mm -hmm. What else are we dealing with? What do you think, what else could you possibly think that would go into that situation? This 13, young, 13 year old in a class full of his peers and they described him as racist. What do you think? Mariah? I'm looking at the date and I'm just like, ooh. And he was 13? That is crazy. Yeah, we need a white What's history man. <laughs> ooh. White history man. Mm -hmm. huh. okay. Y'all quiet. What, Denise? Everybody's checking the Yes, and I... Y'all stop asking that. Yeah, we can hear you. What's up? <laughs> I think that that's very uncalled for because he was a student trying to acknowledge something that is just so true and so deep. And teachers always try to undermine us. Everyone always tries to put us in this box, but we don't even, he didn't even say anything like walking into class. It's not like he walked into class screaming, I'm a black king and I'm greater than all of you guys. No, he just had a shirt which was him expressing himself, like freedom of speech, like you're able to say what you want, you can wear what you want. So it's just like, what does his outfit have to do with anything you're teaching? It doesn't affect the lesson plan. It doesn't affect any of that. You just specifically targeted him because he was a black male. Mm. I think, go ahead. I think automatically as that teacher encouraged students to also join in on our conversation, that teacher, established a hierarchy, you know, mm. established a hierarchy as what you're doing as a young black man with this t-shirt is demeaning to other students who don't have that t-shirt. And that wasn't that young man's intention. And just, I disagree with everything Janice was saying, like, that's crazy. Lex. 
What should happen to the teacher? What type of punishment should teachers uh, should teachers incur when they encourage like the mob mentality? That's what it that's what it invoked in me. It's like the mob mentality, the same type of mobs that you know congregated outside of schools when they were trying to integrate schools. So, what what do you think the teachers' punishment should be? Uh, well, personally, I think that they should one be like investigated, and I think that they should do background checks on her because this is obviously a really narrow-minded way of thinking. I think that the way that she came at this kid was really odd. And so for that, I think that she should maybe go through a training, not only how to deal with kids, but how to deal with Black children because this little kid is obviously just feeling himself. You know, he's taking pride in himself. And because she felt the need to take that away from him, I think she needs to learn how to deal with black children. So if she was to go back into a place of teaching other children or just teaching in general, she needs to learn how to deal with black children. Okay. So some type of teaching or anything would probably be it. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Melissa, you want to weigh in before we move to the next story? I definitely agree with what Lex said. She needs to go through some kind of training. If you're going to be a teacher, you need to know how to teach kids and not target kids. And going back to what she said about White History Month, the only reason there is a Black History Month is because white his everyone wants to act like white history is American history and that that's the only part of history. The only reason we have a Black History Month is because we were not being recognized and still aren't to this day but trying to get a little more recognition in the education system and all over. So to say that you need a white history month, the history that you teach us is white history. And the, that's the reason we need a black history month. Okay. All right. Um, next story, next story. Uh, so this one is a feel good story because I believe in acknowledge, acknowledging administrators when they do the right thing. Um, this young man was sent to the principal's office because he didn't want to take off his hat because he was afraid, uh, one, he was insecure about his hairline and he did not want to be made fun of. So they sent him to the office. Um, this principal, I believe his name is Jason Smith, principal of Stony Brook uh, Intermediate, decided to go home and get his clippers. Um, and he asked the young man, if I cut your hair, will you go back to class? To which the young man said, yes. So hats off to principal Jason Smith. We love to see it. We love when uh, folks love on our kids because sometimes they don't have resources to get the haircut. Sometimes, you know, instead of asking them why they don't take off the hat, we, we don't even get those questions. We just automatically want to be punitive. So shout out to uh, Principal Jason Smith. So we're going to come back over here locally. We had a couple of issues pop up. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it, but there was... Um, uh, an issue at St. Francis, but before we get to St. Francis, and you can leave that playing, um, there was also an issue that popped up in Stockton Unified, where they tried to pass a resolution that identified Black History Month or, or renamed Black History Month um, Indigenous History Month, um, to which uh, they met a lot of uh, backlash. And so I just wanted to put that out there. Should Black History Month be renamed? Why? Why? Yeah. Why? And it sucks because Black History Month is already February, 28 days, when we're all Black 365 days of the year. Mm. We don't get a Black History Month. We get a Black lifetime. So you're mm. already taking away with little we have to what? To, to what? Well, you know, and I had an issue with them renaming it African-American History Month because it was founded as Negro History Week and then federally recognized in 1976 as Black History Month. I need people to let us identify how we identify. That's what I need because I, I don't see it being a problem in any other communities, but for some reason with the Black community, they want to tell us how they expect us to identify and I have a problem with that. But yeah, so let's move on over to St. Francis. So you guys know what happened at St. Francis here locally. Um, let's see. Uh, Y'all know, right? Y'all know? Y'all know what happened locally? Okay, good. Um, Lex, why don't you recap us what happened locally? 
um, and brought us to this point because we had a chance to also go out and support the effort at St. Francis this week. So um, go ahead and recap for everybody listening. Um, hey, Johanna, uh, what happened at St. Francis? <laughs> so lately at St. Francis, there's a scandal, a scandal going around. One of the students at St. Francis had posted a picture on social media and they had scribbled their face out in black. They were a white student. They scribbled their whole face out in black and they were mocking a black student at the school. Um, the picture got screenshot and sent out everywhere. Um, last week, there was a protest on Wednesday because I think they are demanding that that student be expelled. Although the mom is on the school board, if I remember correctly, and she was suspended. And during the suspension, she was up at Tahoe for about three, four days. And the students at the school are demanding change because a suspension for racist acts is not enough. And there's a history there at that school. So they really want to change that. So that's what's going on at St. Francis right now. And while we're sitting and talking, it, we're not just going to talk about this story because we actually have one of the St. Francis folks here with us today. Um, so Kendra, if you could scoot over into the frame and uh, let's see if we can... Uh, Rename Lex real quick. We're going to put Kendra and Lex up here. And so, Kendra, you are the um, BSU president on St. Francis campus. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So tell us from your perspective, because we only know what, you know, is posted on social media or what the news is saying. But as a student at that school, can you kind of give us some background on your school? Most definitely. I think following the news that the white girl that was imitating another black student would not be expelled. Um, the school received a lot of criticism as rightfully so. And to make it even more laughable, there's been many students including myself that sat down with administration and there's this plan. They have a written diversity, inclusion and equity plan titled the racial reconciliation plan. Um, and it obviously doesn't work and it's disingenuous mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it's laughable because we're sitting down with white adults holding their hands, telling them like, this is wrong and this is why I need to be treated with respect. And then news hits that this situation hasn't been handled correctly. And now we're all just looking at each other like, wow, this is beyond embarrassing. Like, mm -hmm. They need to do right and do better by us, considering that we've been here, we've done the work. It's always, they need someone to educate white students. Um, they always need to be held by their hand and coddled. Like, why do we inf infantize the girl that done something wrong? Like, I feel like we need help. Black students need help. Why do we have to take the, the strong end and fix everything and give them mm. solutions and demand that they respect us? but the, our white counterparts have to be coddled. Like it's completely inappropriate and just beyond considering we pay to go there, so. Yeah, um, so we know that everybody, every child in California is entitled to a free and fair public educu education, right? But for parents who are actually paying to send their children to this school, that burden is going to be a lot higher. So you have to understand the criticism. When I pay to send my child somewhere, I expect my child to be safe, period. That means if you have little hellions running around, making it uncomfortable for my children, that you make it stop. And if you can't do it, you need to get out of the way and hire some people who can. So when, when you're talking about, um, can, can you just tell us how many, how many black administrators do you have on your campus? Zero absolutely no one in the higher ups look like me or teachers or anyone about on campus no black teachers no. at all no. so you guys you guys have a racial reconciliation plan and no black people to help implement it is that what i'm hearing you say that is correct <laughs> it's laughable it is what oh wow crazy and because there's no black people on campus and just, I don't know, when you're being gentle and you're doing the work, you always have to, 
distinguish who's an ally and who's not. And it makes it a thousand times difficult when no one looks like you, but mm -hmm. anyone can see white supremacy and a hood, but trying to identify and pick out who's who when they're your classmates and your teachers and I don't know, people that you assume would do right by you. It's, it's been rough to even have like an ally, like who's really here for me. So so they don't have any now and they have never had any according to Nicole Brodnox. So That's I'm, 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 I'm curious. I mean, maybe we can get some parents in the comments. Why are you sending your daughters to a school that has historically had some issues with racism? Or let me ask you as a student, are you, do you think that you're getting a quality education or do you think you have to fend off so much in order to even, you know, survive on that campus? Like talk to us about the climate, the campus climate. There is a real big call to assimilate when you go to predominantly white institutions. And it is all about survival, like, what bits of yourself can you chip off in this whole sea of whiteness in order to remain whole? Yeah. And I do think it adds to the larger conversation about rejecting um, PWIs and stuff. But I think personally, it's really bad to say, but um, just all of this is building character and clarity for me because mm -hmm. I don't know, I find myself clearer when I'm in service to others. And there's a really big call for service at St. Francis. Like there's this little minority group of black students, like only 15 of us. And I, I don't know, I put myself on the line to sort of safeguard those that I can or whatever's in my capacity to do so. But um, I feel like moving forward, cause I'm physically leaving, I'm a senior at St. Francis, but I also, I also wanna emotionally leave like, you know, give myself the courage to say, no, this isn't, this isn't doing right by my mind, body and health. I shouldn't have to convince people to respect me or convince people that my life matters. Um, but yeah, it definitely is building character and clarity because this is the, this is the white corporate America that I don't know, I assume I'll be getting a job in at some point in time in my life. And it's bad. I, it's unfortunate that you have to learn it at, at the little age that we are, like we're kids and we have to survive. That's not right. So. Um, of your 15, I know you said there's probably like 15 black kids um, at St. Francis. Of those, like how many of their parents are like involved in helping like, like how many parents try to get involved? So currently, um, because of the outpour, we we had many incidents at St. Francis. And <laughs> last year, there was just this really big um, call that St. Francis was discriminatory and, you know, things need to change. And that's when plans named racial reconciliation and mm -hmm. anti-racist work, names of such action start coming to be. And we had a black alumni group and black parent group formulated because of that outcry. And right now, these women, these black women definitely are going to bat for us, for my peers and I, they're the ones that organized the protest on Wednesday. But I don't know, you take what you wanna take from this situation just about, I don't know, even being being in this space, because, you know, it's very triggering. And I don't know, I guess when we all grow up, we have to make the decision if this is where we even want to be, you know? Do you want to send your kids to this prestigious St. Francis, the institution that sits on the hill across town? I don't know. But I know that, I know that <laughs> they mean the world to me. They mean the world to me, just the Black people that have came down and um, advocated on my behalf and sat in some Zoom meetings with me when I was tired of holding white people's hands and babying them. I have had Black women come and say, nope, 
that's a baby. <laughs> Don't talk to her like that. This is child abuse. Leave Kendra alone. And I respect that on so many levels. So I'm grateful for them, the parents mm -hmm. that have come and spoken up. But yeah, this is all part of larger conversations about rejecting white right. institutions. Right. And I want to say for the record, Kendra is one of my BYLP kids who has never called me to come to her school because she knows I like to flip tables. Kendra was like, keep Ms. Lorene away from here because I actually want to graduate <laughs> and I don't want these people kicking me out of school because <laughs> she know I would have came to her <laughs> to her aid, but she didn't want me to. Some white um, people weren't ready and they were not ready. <laughs> But I have to say, a lot for them. <laughs> Melissa, do you have a question? You keep leaning forward. You look like you're going to say something. Yeah, I do have a question. So about this incident, the blackface incident. Uh-oh, did she go? Did she freeze? Okay. Well, she has a question for you when she gets back uh, on the screen. But why don't we do this? Because I have a, um, a clip from your speech that you uh, made the other day. So why don't we go ahead and play that and I want to um, kind of get into it a little bit. So here, here you go. Today I have an issue. There's a history of suppression of minority clubs at St. Francis. The multicultural club turned black Latino union. The black Latino turned black student union. Every space has been reinvented and every space has been met in opposition by the white student body. I collected statements from former black student leaders. And in summary, St. Francis worries that if black students have a space to conjugate, we'll all realize that we've all been wrong. Let's talk about that a little bit. That's so. <laughs> so from what I take, what I take from your statement is that you all have never really had a space where you could feel comfortable to go and to congregate because it was met in opposition by the white students. Um, can you expound on that a little bit? What what exactly are we talking about? The Black Student Union at St. Francis is only three years old, like currently. Um, former Black leader, she was president of the Black Latino Union. She reached out to me and said she made St. Francis recognize Black History Month in 2018. But St. Francis was founded in 1940. Um, mm. It's ridiculous. Yeah. There's, I feel like currently as a leader at the school that there's conversations happening over my head. I don't know if I'm articulating that well, but every time that there's progression, there's pushback. And it's not right. Like students, it's really unsafe to be an advocate at St. to be a student advocate at St. Francis. Um, I feel like they do everything in their power to make sure that BSU doesn't get what the Netflix club gets. It's real. it's laughable. Like, you know, it's crazy. When you say they're they're trying to make sure you don't get what the other uh, clubs get, can you give us an example? Oh yeah, I never heard of a club budget. Apparently, all clubs have money to their name. I never heard of a club budget. Um, I received my club roster, like the list of students that want to join my club. I received that a month late from every single every other forty six clubs at St. Francis, mm -hmm. and. In November, every single 46 club received like t-shirt information. I received mine in January. I think if I hadn't asked, they wouldn't give it to me at that point. If I just didn't bring it up, I would never have received that information. And you know, it's little stuff like that, but it's all invalidating. All of it's invalidating. Like you completely swept me under the rug when the black student union, when you think of clubs at a school, isn't that like the first and once I brought it up, it's continuously happening. And then I'm asking other former Black leaders, like, what was the barriers you faced? And why was BSU or any Black space inactive during your time? It's the same <laughs> system of oppression, like the same things that are happening to me happened to you five years ago. Like, 
So then it's not, it's not a student problem. Like this is a school problem. Like there are conversations happening to make sure that you didn't get what you need and that I don't get what I need. Like, you know, it's not, I feel like it's definitely beyond us and it's inappropriate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we're talking about the things that they have traditionally allowed on campus, um, do they allow you all to speak openly about the things that are going on or do they shoo you away? Like, how does that process work? So there's a student, there's a white student in my class, the class of 2021, that has two counts of vehicular manslaughter. If you say this on campus and you're caught saying this on campus, you will be suspended. You will get in an awful leave amount of trouble if you name this girl, because this girl still continues to go to the school. And you know, um, I guess the Catholic version of praise dancing is, you know, like dancing during liturgy. She's the liturgy dancer. She's life is good. Life is completely good on her side. She says she don't care. But if you say this, if a group of students are like, hey, this girl did A, B, and C, and you're caught saying what she did, you will be punished. Yes. That escalated so, really quickly. Um, it, it I, was so, <laughs> I was not ready. I was not ready. There's president at St. Francis that you may not speak on injustices that happen outside, inside of their campus. So it's it's been a long four years. <laughs> that, I mean, and, and someone someone says, uh, you seem to be smiling to keep from crying. Is yeah. is that is that what you're doing? Most definitely. Um, that's my that's my coping method. Something else um, is just like when you're in an environment that is so like unstable and like continuously changing, and I don't know, you have to adapt to survive. Like you try to control a little bit of sanity or a little bit of tangible things that you can control. Um, I do that to the fullest, you know, like, yeah, because I'm just trying to make it. I only have four months left, guys. It's just, I just want my diploma. <laughs> That's pretty much what? It. <laughs> Melissa, you're back. Do you have a question, honey? Yes, I do. Okay, so my question was um, during this incident, do you think that the student was trying to be racist or was it out of ignorance? I think that it's 2021. Um, I don't know your, anybody else's circle, but I know my circle would be like, that's out of line. And that I don't feel like education is an excuse anymore. I heard a lot of excuses at St. Francis she didn't know, or we didn't know, or students aren't reporting it, or I don't know, like, oh, I didn't even consider that. Like, no, no, people have done the work. People have educated, like spent, when I say like, you know, oh, we're helping administration, like, you know, we're working in collaboration with teachers to do anti-racist work. I'm saying that we're on Zooms, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Like I'm saying that like I'm literally holding their hands and telling them what's appropriate and what's not. Like, I feel like that's not an excuse anymore. And if so, then you're wasting my time. Like I give something that I do is I give a lot of empathy and compassion and understanding what someone else's situation is, but no one offers me that same amount of effort. Like no one's like, dang, she's doing the work. Like she shouldn't have to, um, dang, that's taking a toll. That's taxing on this black student. And no one asked me that, but it's always the white girl. Oh, I know she did something wrong, but did she know? Um, I know she's a student, but she shouldn't get expelled because you know, she didn't know, like, why do we infantize her? And we, I have to be the adult. I have to mm. be diplomatic and political when I talk. I can't fully condemn one person, but I can't fully be in support of another. You know, like, I have to be the, the adult, and I don't think I owe them that. Like, you I don't. don't. 
I don't think I should be digestible for them. Like you have to be palatable for them to even acknowledge you. And obviously I'm talking and they're not listening. Um, And I don't want to, like you could choke. Like I don't wanna, that's a lot of energy and a lot of time that I'm spending doing something that's disingenuous, doing something that's just a name, racial reconciliation a name to uphold the dignity of the school. It doesn't work. And I think I owe it to myself to not apologize for wanting to prioritize me because they don't do it. They don't even respect me. So no, I don't think she should be educated. I don't, I feel like she knew. And Mm -hmm. there was a little line, a title or like a caption on her picture. And it was like me impersonating. And then the girl of, the name of the black student that she was impersonating. Like you deliberately <laughs> try to mock this student. So you knew, and I will not educate you. Well, that's not your responsibility. What do they say when something happens with black children? It begins at home. Something at home is rotten and they need to fix it. You know what I mean? I, I just, like, as you're talking, I hear uh, pain in your voice. And I see you trying to mask it behind this smile. And it's the same smile that I see when I go to these different schools and these black kids are just trying to keep it together. And at the same time, they want me to say, yeah, send our kids back, open up these damn schools. And I'm like, hell no, no, no. For what? So that I can visit your campuses more often? I've liked my little break, um, chilling where I'm at. Um, but I know that as soon as schools open, I'm going to be going school to school to school to school again, trying to protect black students because nobody else is doing it. Mm-hmm. So when you're, what do you want to happen to this, this girl? Cause okay. I've seen two different stories this week. One yeah. said that that picture was from a year and a half ago. Is it, was it from a year and a half ago? That specific picture that they're talking about? No. Okay. So that's a lie. Um, and then number two, they said that she's been uh, expelled or she has left the school or she's no longer enrolled. They didn't say expelled. Let me stop lying. Mm -hmm. Um, they said she's no longer enrolled in that school. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. So they did do something, but do you attribute that to, um, folks in the community getting involved or folks in the public getting involved in asking questions or what do you think, uh, made them finally act on it? Most definitely. I do think it was the protest on Wednesday. It was some heat. We brought some heat on Wednesday. And I don't think that they did something. I think the girl, seeing that it was heat, and voluntarily withdrew from the school because they St. Francis loves wording, perfect wording, that she does not attend. But that doesn't mean that they expelled her, expelled her nor nope. did you know, if she probably withdrew. Because Wednesday, I think I would withdraw. But um, yeah, it was definitely the call from the community. Everyone stood up, stood their ground, because that's something St. Francis does. They convince students that they're not capable, you know? And But y'all pay what, $15,000? Y'all better be doggone capable of something. $15,000 to come there and be around people who can't put safeguards in place for Black students. Mm-hmm. $15,000 a year. I had, and there are no I had an administrator tell me there's, it's not my job to protect you or make sure that St. Francis is a safe space. It wasn't to me, but it was in regards to another black peer, but that is word for word what this white person said. Then what are you here for? Yeah. What is your job then? <laughs> what? What is your reason for being here? And Lex, just because she's sitting next to you doesn't mean you can sit there with your mouth closed. <laughs> You're not special. <laughs> um, I just I just wanted to go back just a little bit because I wanted to speak on something that Melissa said earlier about this girl. Like, was this intentionally racist? You know, like what was she thinking behind that? Um, but I just wanted to think in the bigger picture and kind of like play the devil's advocate for this. Um, but like, I feel like blackface 
like a lot of people don't know the history behind it. They just know that like, oh, this happened. I don't think that they know like the negative connotation, like all the things behind blackface. And I think that that should be taught or brought up to them, you know, bring that forward. And I think that maybe going forward with St. Francis, you know, they, I don't know, implement that in their education or something, put that in a rule book. I have no idea, but I feel like not a lot of people know the racism and everything that goes on behind blackface because they're like, oh, this happened a long time ago, you know, because they didn't have black actors, so they just put black paint on their faces. They had and black we- actors. They were just trying to mock black right. people. Right. They didn't want to pay black actors, but they had some black actors, and they weren't even good at impersonating black people. Yeah, really Sorry. Good. You know what? No. I don't. This is the thing that pisses me off, and I'm just gonna be really frank with y'all. I have rarely seen black people who look like the stereotypical person they're trying to portray. I don't think that anybody looks like what they're trying to portray. And to find humor in degrading anybody is ridiculous and it's childish. And I think that there needs to, I don't, I don't think that we need to educate them anymore, Lex. That's just like this whole, oh, well, there needs to be more training for police officers. I don't believe that they need more training in police officers either. I think they pick and choose who they enforce laws with, just like administrators. They pick and choose which children to enforce policies with. And then they leave you on these campuses by yourself to where you think you have to fit for yourself or you have to fight them off. It's ridiculous. And they told you they don't, it's not their job to make your to make sure that they're safe on the campus. That's Look, crazy. If I was a parent at St. Francis, they wouldn't be getting my damn money. How about that? That's my so child, they wouldn't have access to my child either. I understand. Like we we have all these these schools and we list them in hierarchies and we say they get a really good education if they go to X, Y, and Z. But X, Y, and Z says they don't have an obligation to protect your child. Wow. Y'all need to start money talks. These parents at St. Francis need to start pulling their money until these people who are in charge understand that absolutely it is their responsibility to make sure that you're safe on their campus. What in the world? This is some foolishness. Y'all got my blood boiling now. This doesn't make any sense. And they know it's wrong. That's why they hide behind. So I'm not giving them a pass. Mm -hmm. Nobody gets a pass. Ignorance of the law is no excuse. That's what they tell black people. Ignorance of what's acceptable is no excuse. Stop giving them an out. Lex, we're not going to give them the benefit of the doubt anymore. You guys don't get the benefit of the doubt. We got to fix our language. This is crazy. For a teacher to say that, like, I don't know, for $15,000, you better help me tie my shoe. Like, I don't know what you're trying to do. Uh-uh. Not your job to, what? Um, that's ridiculous. Is it is it worth the money, Kendra? Is it worth the money spent? The perceived no. I don't know where else I would go, but no. I think I lost more than I gained. Be more specific. What do you think you lost? Sanity. <laughs> um, whenever I have my episode down the line, I'm just going to go ahead and <laughs> forward my therapy bills and the invoice to all of that. to Absolutely. Like, Go ahead, pay for this. Because, um, yeah, it's it ain't right. And I they know that it's not right. I think that's the thing that's mm-hmm. it's making me upset because I told you, I told you that this wasn't right. Now it's just an insult to my intelligence. Like now so you're So why just, do you think they didn't listen? I don't know, because I'm I'm little. You know. What why I didn't do, they I do know. I do know. Okay. Why didn't they listen to you? Because it's just me. It's little old Kendra and I didn't I don't know. I feel like I got comfortable. It's not that. you. It's, it's not, not you. Not no. Me. Okay, I don't know. I, I keep telling y'all there's a power imbalance. There is a power imbalance on your campuses. 
So uh, they can ignore children. They can't ignore adults writing checks. Mm -hmm. So that means I'm glad that the parent group is up and running now. Yeah. I'm glad that your alumni are tapped back in because they know about their experience on the campus. Now it's time for y'all to collectively do some things. Um, mm -hmm. Because again, with that power imbalance, kids can come and talk to them all day and they just be like, yeah, okay, I check off this box. I listen to the kid talk about whatever they were complaining again. I don't even know if they're taking notes. They should be, or you should be every time you go and talk to them jokers. Um, make sure you notate that so that when, you know, the lawsuit eventually comes, which I hope it's in the works, um, you guys can show, you know, on this date, I came to talk to you and this is, was your response on this date. I came to talk to you and this was your response to document it. Right. Mm -hmm. Because again, they can argue with a lot of things. They can't argue about their inaction when you have it documented, mm -hmm. but it's not you. Please, please, please don't ever look at it as you know, I didn't do something or I, I didn't say the right thing. It's not you. It's the adults in charge um, who feel that they don't need to listen to kids. And y'all are the ones experiencing it. Yeah. So what do you want to see happen? I want a Malcolm exit. I want everyone to be scrapped. Everyone is inadequate, inept. <laughs> Go ahead, fire them all. No, um, I don't know. I think... I'm counting my, I'm counting down the days and I'm really praying for the incoming black students and students that are, I don't know, that are anticipating staying and being current students at that campus because at this point it's just survival. It's just small fish gets eaten by big fish and mm. That's heavy, yo. That's yeah. heavy. And I don't want them to make me bitter. Like I want to do the work, but I'm just. Brain. What work do you want to do? Hold on. What work? I'm do just brain fighting right now because I don't know. They they beat me over the head with the stick. Like, give me a tangible solution. And I, to be honest, I don't have one. Wait, 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 wait. I don't, I don't wait. even know what I'm gonna eat tomorrow. Who? I don't have one. Who? Administration. They told you to give them a tangible solution and they're the adults? Oh, yeah. They asked the students. Students have to educate their peers, tell them what's, you know, but they don't want to be employed to be there. Racist, not racist. But mm -hmm. so, yeah, I think I'm emotionally tapped out and I don't have a solution. I don't. I'm I'm not sure that that doesn't that doesn't make sense to me like if we're gonna call out the problems then they're gonna throw the problems back at us for us to solve that that doesn't make any sense like what's going on in their heads like how does the, how are they processing this well, we're out here like on the front lines you on know the front lines like you're on the front lines you know you only have like 15 people who look like you at school and they're expecting you to go out there and deal with it then when you come back to report to them, you have to come up with how you're going to defeat them. It's it's just it doesn't make sense to me. I'm sorry. I, this is just me going out with, of what I just heard, but it just, it doesn't it's make just, sense it's to just, me either. Yeah, so I don't have any sanity right now because I don't have a solution. And yeah, that's. I just think it's insane. I think it's and insane. The Go ahead, Melissa. They're the educators. They're the educators. How are they asking students to educate other students? You're an educator. You're a teacher. You teach the students. You tell them what they're doing wrong. Because whether this was on or off campus, this is still your student. So if you aren't teaching them what's wrong and what's right, then this is partially your fault. It's not my fault my job as a student to teach the students that you should be teaching as a teacher as an educator that's not a student's job mm -hmm. and i do agree that it starts at home like i don't know what's going on in their home i definitely don't care but um i well, think but I, those, are, those are two different situations you got the responsibility of the administrators who are on your campus the administrators and teachers and then you're talking about the students and what should be happening at home that's two separate things so but 
the people that are at home, those are not the ones you giving your money to, to make sure you have access to this campus to get this so-called great education that you're going to leave with scars. Like you trying to survive a place that you paying to be. I don't know. Maybe I'm trying, but my goodness, it's not your job to come up with solutions for these people. You, listen, you're going to have to step aside because I'm about to send your administrators um, a letter and we're going to get involved. I know that at the protest, um, you had Leah from Impact, uh, Miss Allegra from the village was also there. Um, I saw Miss Sonia from uh, Black Justice Sacramento. Um, I saw some folks, uh, Mr. Conrad was out there. You have a lot of people that are ready to get in the game and to protect you all. Um, what do you need from the community at this point? What do you need? How can we um, better show up and protect you um, so that you're not just surviving on campus? What do you need from us? All eyes on St. Francis. We need that pressure. I think they think they're moving and nobody else can see like they could lie and say, oh, this picture came out so-and-so months ago, like a year ago, when it didn't, it came out two weeks ago. Like they they feel like they have the power to lie and to get over on people. But if we're looking at you, I don't think you could sweep that under the rug anymore. So I feel like it's all eyes on St. Francis right now. And I think I would like it to be that way. Like, you know, they can't take a wrong move or a misstep. They can't retaliate. That's something that is coming up a lot with students like, oh, I'm scared to attend the protest or to speak up like following Wednesday and following the student um, leaving, like there's still fear to speak up and fear of retaliation. So if there's eyes on them, they can't do that. Like, okay, you sue, we see you. And so I hear what you're saying in the broader context, right? Um, keeping eyes on St. Francis, but right now I'm, I have my eyes on you. So what can people do to support you? Because again, we see, we see you trying to smile, um, as you're telling this stuff. And we also see that it's some pain behind your eyes. So what can we do to support you specifically? I don't know. Let me get back to you. No one's ever, let me, I want to note this because this is important. No one's ever like asked me, you know? Mm. So I think that's really my, my hesitancy or I don't have an answer because no one ever asked me. Um, I think that's important to note. Um, Cause yeah, it's some trauma out here, but I don't have anything to offer. I don't. You don't have anything to offer whom? someone else to support me. I don't know, Miss Lorraine. I don't know. I don't have the answers. Y'all got me on the hot seat. <laughs> it shouldn't be a hot seat. This is a warm seat. This is a warm seat. This is a seat with intention and asking you intentionally how we can be supportive of you. Because like I said, you never called me about any of this stuff because I'd have been at your <laughs> campus a long time ago. So now that, now that I know what's happening um, and I'm very, very partial to you, how how would you like us to show up in this space? Because right now you have your sisters who are on the call with you right now, um, who will, I'm sure of it, love to stay in contact with you and support you in that way. Um, but what is it that, and you can tell me later, but I need you to be thinking of how we can make things easier for you. Yeah. Because you you're one of a couple on campus, one of what fifteen in your class, or how many how many total black students do you guys have at St. Francis? I thought it was something like forty, but I'm okay. my man. There's definitely forty um, students. I was exaggerating, guys. No, there's forty students, and yeah, like fifteen in each class. Oh, is that is my number? If it's fifteen in each class, no. that's more like sixty. That's more like sixty. So ten in each yeah. class. Girls, pull it together. <laughs> <laughs> pull it together. So about 10 in each class. Pull up that calculator. <laughs> yes. yes. And somebody somebody just said you need some you need some allies. Yes. 
here for you. I got you. We're yes. right here. What, what's yeah. going on at Six Black Girl Support Network? Black Boy Support Network. We got you. We yeah. got allies. We're here for you. Look and at her. Look, look at her giving out some announcements too. She's like, look, you need to make this call every Monday at six. That's right. Go ahead and put that out there. Go on the shoulder your shirt, Melissa. Go on the shoulder shirt. Go on the shoulder shirt. Because you know we take care of our, our boo. We know what's going on on campuses. Okay. <laughs> so every every Monday at six, Black Girl Support Network. Go ahead and get connected with them because. There are a lot of teenagers just like you all uh, who are experiencing things within their schools. And that's why we actually put this in place because not only were you experiencing a hostile education environment, but when COVID happened, you were dealing with isolation and trying to figure out you know, how to connect with other folks that, that were like you. And so those things are in place for you. Um, but we, we want you to know that um, one, we're very, very happy that you joined us this week. Um, if you want to come and join us again, I'm sure they would love for you to come and, and be part of what we're building here. Um, but but we need to make sure that we're not sending you someplace where um, they're going to retaliate against you. I'm very, very serious about that whole retaliation thing. Um, you know, we'll show up at your school. I don't have any problem showing up at your school and talking to whoever. A matter of fact, I, uh, who is it? Uh, Mr. Elias, I'm coming to see you. Mr. Javier, somebody or other. What's his last name? Javier something. Mm -hmm. What's his name? What's his name? Dr. Javier Watson. You got me out here naming Javier folks. Watson. I knew his name. I just don't have a paper in front of me. I'm definitely coming to see him. <laughs> um, anybody associated with that reconciliation plan, I don't understand how you reconcile relationships without black people at the table. I'm coming to see you about that document. Um, the black parent group, we've been in touch with them. Uh, we've been in touch with your black alumni group. So we will stay um, involved in making sure that certain protections are put into place for people who are spending $15,000 a year to make sure their daughters are educated and they have to learn survival skills because the adults on campus won't protect them. Uh, we're not having it anymore. Um, and so just know um, that if something comes up, you call me, you text me, you you find your way back to my office like you did today, and we will uh, come out swinging. Um, I know Lisa will, uh, Lisa will agree with me. She'll, she'll, come, she'll come there. And uh, uh, Jada will be there. And uh, even Miss Selena of Valencia will be there. So it's important that you guys do not let this stuff get swept under the rug. If there's something going on at any campus in any school, whether it's Zoom or in person, if there's anything going on that you want somebody to put some eyes on, please, please, please contact us. Um, you can go to our website, bylp.org. You can call our office, 916-513-7959. Um, we are here to make sure that Black children are represented, that they are uh, protected, and that we step in and start taking some of these blows so they can be children and not feel like they have to come in and educate adults. Um, so I think we have like two minutes left. So Melissa, do you have anything uh, you want to add? And then we'll go to Mariah and then we'll close out with Lex. Um, yeah, so I've been reading about blackface and how some people, there was this one scandal with this one um, celebrity who did blackface for a Halloween costume. I don't remember who it was, but someone was like, oh, everyone's overreacting um, about being offended by this and I was like no no one's overreacting the same people who are telling us that we're overreacting about blackface are the same people who think we should be over slavery and to them I say no we're not overreacting when you put it any way you put it slavery was wrong ethically it was wrong whether it was legal or not it was wrong people should not be owned by other people we did not mock our slave masters we did what they thought we were supposed to do. We did not mock them. So why are we being mocked? Mm -hmm. Mariah. I just want to support you. Like I've never even met you, but like, I just want to like find different ways to support you. Cause like, like that comment was saying, like I can tell you're smiling through your pain and it's just like, 
you know, like BSU, like I want to find ways to support you. I want to find a way to be there for you to help be like, you're mirrored on my side, but maybe I can be on your right or your left or something. I, I want to be there for you. Right? <laughs> this is crazy. Lex. Yes, I just wanted to say thank you so much for joining us, Kendra. That was amazing. You know, I don't think personally, I don't think I could do what you're doing right now. But St. Francis, I'd be like, get me out of here right now because these people are crazy. Exactly. Like, get me out. It's not worth it. Um, and I think it, you're super strong and we're all here for you. You know, everyone's said it multiple times and we want to be here for you. Um, appreciate you coming on and, you know, Black Lives Matter. Well, Black lives do matter. Black children matter. Um, and we're serious about our kids. Uh, we don't play when it comes to the protection of our children, just like they don't play when it comes to the protection of theirs. And so I just need everybody to understand if we receive a complaint, we are coming. So expect us because we'll be, we'll be coming to see you. And so with that, you know, I know every week we like to tell everybody bye at the same time. So on three, let's hit them with that wave. One, two, three. We'll see you later. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. bye.